Welcome to another episode of Touching the King. This is your girl, Cliche. I hope all is well wherever you are, wherever you're listening. I pray the blessing of the Lord is upon your life. So today we're going to be reading from 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Amen. And then we're going to pick up in verse 15 and then go straight to verse 18. Amen. And the scripture reads, and it came to pass as she, as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, how long will thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah, but, and Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunken neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Verse 18. And she said, Let thy handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Amen. Amen. Actually, I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and read verse 17. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him and then we're going to go into 18 and she said let thy handmaid find grace in thy sight so the woman went her way and did eat and her countenance was no more sad amen so here is the perfect example about never judging a book by the cover one big problem the world has is assuming and giving input in areas they have no they have not been included in. Yep, we do that a lot. I am not one to say, oh, I've never done that. No. I believe everyone has done that before. Yep. But don't get so locked in in on your ways of doing things that an approach of another won't be accepted in the eyes of the Lord. Yes, you're so used to lock. You know, people get so stuck in tradition. So stuck in tradition that they feel like that's the only way to go about something. When really you haven't expanded your mind and haven't even thought about another approach. Right? Because what happens in life? When one door closes, another one opens, right? And it's the same thing when it comes to approaching God in whatever situation you're going through. All right, so maybe this didn't work out. Well, maybe if I try it like this. So, you know, God don't want us to give up, okay? And usually when one door closes, that's because he wanted that door to uh, close and he pointed us in a different direction. Too many times we think it's only one way to do something. Where would we be if we only thought it was only one way to complete a task the only one way i know is through jesus christ that's the only one way i do know of amen hannah was in so much pain that the normal way of her approaching was different so much so it caused eli the priest to think she was drunk sometimes when you want a new thing you have to take a different approach. And to others, it might seem unusual, but keep your eyes on the prize. Amen, right? When you want a new thing, you cannot get a new thing 
by doing the same old things. Obviously, you wouldn't be in one of this new thing if the same way of doing the old things were good enough to gain that new thing. Uh Uh-uh. When you want new things, you gotta have a different approach. Because you would have already had that new thing if you had not... Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? You would have already had the new thing if your previous way of doing things was working. But obviously it's not. You got to add a little, you know, add a little spice to whatever you're doing. All right? Or you got to switch it up completely. Amen? It's okay. No matter what, even though you're approaching things differently and others may not seem to understand, maybe because they haven't tried it that way, maybe because it don't look familiar to them. You know, sometimes it takes being bold and courageous to step out on faith to do things. Actually, it does take being bold and courageous to step out on doing things different. Why? Because majority of the time, the crowd is not going to follow along with that. All right really in this faith walk you got to be risk takers to do the things people are not willing to do you know if you know the new thing you're trying to do requires a certain amount of discipline guess what don't expect Billy Bob Sue Ann and all of them to be on board with it because maybe they don't have that discipline they don't have that certain amount of discipline or desire as you do to get to where you're trying to go Amen. But see, Hannah, in her situation, I'm going to give you the backstory. So, Hannah was married to this wonderful man, and she was his second wife, but she could not produce a child, while Panina, which was the other wife, was able to pop out kids like it was nobody business. Okay, that's the... (laughs) That's the unedited version. But, and because of this, it made her sorrowful. But the thing is, her husband loved her. If we could rate which one he loved more, to be honest, he loved Hannah more. And Hannah did not recognize his love that much because she saw there was something she couldn't give him. And he loved her so much that he was like, hey, don't worry about what you can't give me. Is the love I have for you not enough? Of course, I'm paraphrasing. But still, she focused on what she couldn't give him. And this, and Panina didn't make it no better. Because she started basically laughing at her, making her worry. Like, hey, you can't have no kids. You know, making her feel bad. And guess what? She had no control over this. Hannah had no control over it. She couldn't have kids because... Um, God had, the Lord has shut up her womb. It was the Lord has shut up her womb. But you know what? You gotta watch how you treat people. Because guess what? That provoked Hannah. Yes, um, Panina was provoking her as well to worry, to get upset, and to feel sad. But it also provoked her and motivated her to, guess what? Go and seek the Lord about this thing. Why? Because she can't help it if she can't have kids. But she know who can. So it provoked her to seek God's face. And in seeking his face, guess what? Eli, the priest, was like, hold on. What's going on, Hannah? You know, he's seeing her from a distance. What's going on with her? She looked like she drunk. 
Eli didn't even know what she was in need of or what she was doing at that time. He automatically assumed, hey, she is obviously drunk and we need to teach her the correct way to do things. When really, she, she's like, I wasn't drunk, nor had I taken any wine or strong drink. I was just pouring out my soul unto the Lord. Eli was so used to things being done in a different way that he labeled her as doing something that she completely was not doing. And how many times have we been labeled as, you know, doing something that we were not doing? But because that person didn't understand us, didn't know what they was going through, didn't have the backstory that they so quickly labeled the actions of another. And we really have to stop doing that as a culture, as God's children and people. We just have to stop. That's not, it's not nice, first of all. It's not nice. And again, you never know when it's your turn to cry out, to move in a different way where people may not understand. But you're seeking something that has never been sought in your family or in your, you know, in your area of community. All right? But... Glory be to God that later on, Eli has uh, heard from the Lord and said, go in peace. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. The Lord of the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. Later on, the Lord revealed it to Eli. Like, hey, let her know I got her and what she asked for. It's already done. Amen. Let God do your explaining. Let God show up and show out in your life. Amen. Let God be your defender. Amen. Because that's what he is. Okay. Hello to all my Davids. From one David to, to, from one David to another David. Amen. Hallelujah. But let God be your defender. Let God be the one that speak, that communicate to others for you. You don't have to always communicate to others. You don't always have to, like, defend yourself. God will defend you. Amen. So, like I said in the last part, it's okay. God hears your cry. And most importantly, he understands your tears. See, she could have got discouraged because of what Eli has said. But... She knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. And maybe it wasn't the normal way of worshiping. It wasn't the normal way of crying out to God. But her heart was just as pure as she laid out her petition before the Lord. Amen. And that's what we need to focus more on. Focus more on your heart, your motivation, your intentions as you go forward and approaching the Lord about the things you have have on your heart. And watch him see you through and tell you to go in peace. And the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. Amen. So I hope something I said today has blessed you. I hope whatever you're seeking God about that I'm sure 
I'm more than sure that he's going to deliver it to you. I just pray that you continue to look to him to be a to bless your life. Amen. And that I love you all and know that I'm praying for you. And I will be speaking with you soon. Remember, be vigilant, stay in prayer, and watch the hand of God move in your life. Bye. Love you. Mwah.